You are listening to The Ben Keats Show, where every day the objective is simple. Ben will never stop fighting the fight and lighting the light on topics that affect you every day. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Glad to have you here at The Ben Keats Show. My name is Ben, and it's time to get going on episode 11. Uh, Going a different direction this time. I... If you look at my website, I have different topics that I've wanted to cover. Uh, website is benkeatshow.com. And one of the episodes deals with my faith and how that impacts and affects me. And I have, I've talked a little bit about it, but I'm going to go, I'm going to get into it a little bit more today. Now you may say, whoa, 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 Ben all that religion, organized religion, faith. Like, that's just not for me. That's not my style. Cool. I'm not trying to make it your style right now. You just do whatever your style is. Stick with us for a second, because regardless of if you are a proud member of I'm a super strong atheist or you love Jesus or wherever you kind of fall in the whole faith spectrum, I think you'll find something from this episode that will make sense as I take this topic in a couple of different directions. The title of episode 11 is What's Wrong with How We View God? What's Wrong with How We View God? Let let me put a couple things out there first, just so you know. If you don't know who I am, what I believe, let me just put a couple things out there. I'm a Christian. And so what being a Christian means is that I believe that Jesus walked this earth, that he was crucified, rose from the dead for our sins. I'm not giving a super strong gospel message today. Sorry, dad. Yeah. He would want me to, if, if, if every single podcast episode, I had an altar call and a, uh, (laughs) you know, this strong, like wonderful gospel message. My dad would just be the happiest guy ever. So sorry, dad, not today, maybe another episode. What we're going to look at today with what's wrong with how we view God is we're going to go in a couple different directions, but I believe in God. The devil believes in God too. I don't know if that makes me some superhero because I believe in God. What I'm really wanting to get to today isn't, what you believe or don't believe when it comes to faith, what, when it comes to God, but how some things have changed and why that might not be the best. Because again, the episode title is what's wrong with how we view God. Okay. So let's get into this. Um, Oh, one more quick thing. Just to, just to kind of catch you guys off your toes, had some awesome comments this week on TikTok, which I appreciate and just keep helping me spread and share what I'm trying to get across to you. Find someone that you think maybe this will be beneficial for, or maybe somebody that will just want to argue with me because you guys know I love arguing. So maybe somebody's like, oh, my friend, you know, I don't care. I love all sorts. So it can be, it can be good. It can be whatever. Um, I love conversations. So let's have one. Here we go. What's wrong with how we view God is where am I and where is God? So this is, this would be a normal thing that we do in our relationship with a higher power, with our relationship with God. The first thing is 
we elevate ourselves way too high and we bring God way too way far down. Let's just think about this for a second. If there is a God and there's a God that created, organized, has a plan for this, for the people on this planet. Boy, that's a, that's a pretty, that's an impressive, just think about that for a second. Wrap your head around that. We can make God be this little leprechaun in the sky who's just this friendly, cute, nice little thing that doesn't really have much an impact of people down here. And we could say, we, the people are running the show. We are our own God. We make our own decisions. Sure. That's all true. When this gets out of balance is when, in my opinion, problems arise. The way I want to view myself kind of goes against a lot of the modern thinking. So take this phrase, take this phrase for a second, loving ourselves. I don't like that phrase. I think it's important that on some level we love ourselves. Something about that seems very self-absorbed. And we say, well, no, 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 Ben. There's people that don't like themselves and they need to like themselves more. Okay, sure, fine. That's, oh, that's fine. I'll just give you that one and whatever. But I think we're missing the boat here. I think that how we view ourselves, I want to view myself through the eyes of how God views me. What does he want from me? What am I supposed to be doing? How am I supposed to be living? I don't make the rules. I'm not the designer and planner of this universe. He is. He has say so he has jurisdiction over my life. I don't. What I want to do is I want to have the proper I want I want God to be on the pedestal that he deserves. And I want to see myself the way that he sees me. I don't want to elevate myself to a place that's not accurate. It doesn't mean that I need to be diminishing of myself in some weird, unhealthy way. That's not it at all. But I want to be accurate. And what I know about myself is that I fall short. That I fail in ways that I wish I wouldn't fail, that I let people down in ways that I wish I wouldn't. But God brings this, when I see myself through him, the love, grace, and forgiveness, and I see his path, that's where redemption comes in. That's where I start to get, where I don't view the shortcomings in in a self-depreciating way. Rather, I see myself honestly and I look up to God for direction. God's not my equal. I don't want to be the, I, it's very easy for us human beings to kind of be our own personal God, to, to, to figure out our own destiny and to make our own decisions and to, to kind of, I don't want to do that. I do it. We all do it probably to an extent. And so what's wrong with how we view God? He's too low and we're too high. And I just want that to be accurate. I want that to be balanced. I want to view myself in his way. Number two, the next problem is, and I'm going to look at, we look at God as this, this genie. 
Oh, you know, think about our prayers. We, we pray for something to be fixed. Do we give thanks for what's already been done? Do we look at God as I need an A on this test? I need to accomplish this. So whatever areas of my life that aren't meeting up, God, can you just fill in all those blanks for me? Can you just make everything equal? I don't know. I, I don't even know if all the things I want, God wants. I, I think I just want to be aligned with where he sees. This actually has helped me personally just let go a little bit more. I love to control. That's my, I mean, I want, I'm going to control this. I'm going to control this. I'm in charge of this. I got this. That's, that's my mentality. And it's, and I'm going to fall short in those areas. When I, when I change it around and say, God, what do you want from me out of relationships? What do you need from me out of my career? How am I supposed to impact this world? I mean, I'm only here right now because of God. I'm literally here right now because God said, I don't need you here. I need you here. Literally orchestrated things in my life so that I'm sitting here right now. It's not because of me. God said, I gave you these abilities. I gave you these skills, but you have to look to me for these things. It doesn't just necessarily happen. And so I don't want to view God as a filler in my life wherever I fall short. I want to view God as what path do you want me on? Please put me on it and guide me and lead me along the way. Some people would look at that as, well, God's your crutch. They look at religion that way. Again, I don't, but I also kind of do. I do rely on God like a lame man would rely on a crutch to get around. And that doesn't make me less than. That doesn't mean that I'm not strong or not fit or can't make decisions. But that's my view of God. That's We're talking about the, the, the creator of the universe here. We're not just talking about the Wizard of Oz behind a curtain, pulling some strings and making a few decisions. Life in the world is much bigger than that. When you catch that vision and really as do our best, I can't say I nobody, I don't know if anybody can really fully understand that. But when we start to really get that vision, the power and might and creativity and love and the dynamic nature of God, wow, that is inspiring. And that, that is how I want to see God. I don't want to see God as I'm sick today. Fix me. I need a on a test. Fix me. I need this job. Fix it. It doesn't mean I can't ask for things. God wants us to ask for things. I just want to see things as much as I humanly can from his perspective. And this brings me to my third point in this. What's wrong with how we view God. Some of you are a little older some of you are a little younger and one of the things, and I'm just going to put myself in the middle because that makes me feel good. <laughs> Whether it's true or not, I have no idea what I, the interesting thing is if you're old enough, you could remember a time when the name of God, the name of God was rarely heard as a swear word. 
oh, this what does this really matter? People say, I mean, all of the movies, the shows, people all the time use the name of God as a swear word. Let me tell you a funny story, and I'll, and I'll finish this point. So when I was a teacher and I was going over my class rules, I would tell every class the same thing every time. I didn't cuss in class. Sometimes kids would cuss. Never made it a big deal. Just kind of requested them not to do it. But I would say this in terms of what I'm talking about right now. I would say, okay, let's say Joey here. Joey's walking you know, through the, through the aisle and Joey stubs his toe on a desk. Now, what might Joey do? And I would always use this example. I would say, Joey's going to say, Muhammad, damn it. And the people, the kids are looking like, that sounds weird, right? To use Muhammad being a sacred, you know, religious prophet of the religion Islam. You're using Muhammad's name now as a swear word. Now we don't say that because that sounds really weird. The point is we do it all the time when it comes to God and when it comes to Jesus. We don't really say Buddha, damn it, although it might be kind of funny. But again, not trying to be disrespectful, just trying to make a smile out there. And this is the point. The point is things that used to be sacred are not sacred anymore. And folks, this is a big deal. And it doesn't even matter whether you believe in God. It doesn't even matter your viewpoint on God. When we as a society start losing sacredness, things that are things that we put here, it even from a pragmatic standpoint, it's valuable for God to have an elevated place in our society that we don't use his name as a swear word. Take the name of Jesus. Jesus is used as a swear word all the time. But if you don't use his name as a swear word, and you use it in a, in a sentence like, I believe in Jesus. Jesus died for my sins and yours too. Now it's a, whoa, 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 way, 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 way too religious. Come on, this ain't Sunday school. Why are we going down this road? And all of a sudden that becomes offensive. So what we've literally done in our society is we've taken the name of Jesus and we've made it offensive to only speak of that name in ways in which he actually described himself and how his followers did. And what we've made non-offensive is the swear up and down this side or Hollywood can do it. Teachers can do it. Athletes can do it. Your 10 year old can do it. And now that's okay. Don't you see that there, it doesn't matter your viewpoint right now on religion. You have to see that there's something wrong with that. And you have to see the value in having things that are sacred. And it, and again, it could be, I mean, we don't say the name of Buddha as a swear word, you know, whatever, but it, it includes all of it. It's, and, and that's the, what's wrong with how we view God. It's just another word. It's just another whatever. And I can say it, I can text it. I can, and, and that's not healthy. There's a, there's a radio, a sports radio guy in Kansas city that I used to, that I like, he was good. And I always noticed, and this has been heck 10, 15 years ago. Now he never would swear in terms of using the Lord's name in vain. He never would. And he kind of took a break from radio and has kind of come back and he tweets different things or whatever. And he's changed. 
And this is what happens in a society. Everybody gets broken down to the lowest common denominator. And I am just imploring and requesting and asking that we need things in our society that are sacred. We need to have conversations with our kids. Hey, guess what? We don't like church. We don't believe in God, but some people do. And we're going to respect that name because that name is who they worship. That's who they believe in. It, again, it doesn't matter where you're coming from. And I hope you hope you get that. I hope you feel that from what I'm wanting to kind of get across to you today. Okay, let's go to the song and let's go to the parenting advice today. We're going to go to the song and obviously a topic on what's wrong with how we view God. I wanted to come across one of my favorite, favorite, favorite Christian songs. It's a song by Hillsong and it's another in the fire. And the, the, the biblical story is that there were three young men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego that will not be on a spelling bee test anytime soon. I'm almost for sure of it. And they chose to be faithful to God. They put God here. And at that point, the King, King Nebuchadnezzar, down here and that violated a law and because that violated a law they were to serve a, a death sentence in a fire in a fiery furnace and as the story goes it wasn't just those three in a fire it was an angel of the lord sent by god protecting them from death and so this song speaks of, of that kind of thought process. And the reason why I'm sharing that with you today is because when we go, life is difficult. There's, man, we have good days. We have bad days. We struggle with different things and it doesn't matter what's going on. Our faithfulness in God, our our steadfast devotion to him with, with the words that come out of our mouth and the mentality and how we see him on the throne of where he where he rightfully deserves to be we also know that just little old me little old you he's right there with us whatever fire we're going through whatever thing we're going through he is faithful he was faithful then and he's faithful now and i just love the the visual that that song serves to me and hopefully to you as well for the kids, I'm going to go a little different direction. This is going to be probably more geared a little bit towards Christian families, um, but it, whatever. We as we as Christians view the church sometimes as their responsibility is to give my kid the give them the Christian stuff. Like Sunday mornings, go to Sunday school, get a little Jesus, have a nice day. And that's, that's kind of how we look at it sometimes. My, my request of you would be if I were to say, you know, who believes in the Bible or who agrees with this or whatever. And let's say you're one. No, I, 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 Christian's good. Like Bible's good. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So you have a, you have a child. How about you open it up with them? Oh, the Bible's confusing. Weird words. Don't even understand ever what it means. Okay, well, if you don't, you're a full-fledged adult, and honestly, you're not really trying. Why don't you sit down with your kid and go through a story or have a conversation? Even if you don't even know what you're talking about, guess what? There's this thing called YouTube that gives lots of great explanations, so don't worry. There's people out there that are smarter than all of us that can help us break it down even to talk to an 8-year-old about it. But let's just say this. 
if I'm opening up the Bible with my children, I'm saying something about the sacredness of that book, what it means to me as a Christian, what I want it to mean to my kid. If you never do that, why would they ever grow up thinking there's anything that important or relevant in the book? Oh, because I, I, I say prayers and I, I, okay, fine. It's not enough. It's not enough. If, if your way, and again, not trying to sound judgmental, I'm just trying to sound real. If you want your child to have an understanding of God and, and who he is and what he wants for you, you got to get in the book and read a story, have a conversation and build an environment where there's something about God that's sacred. We all need that. We need something that we can count on and rely on that's bigger than ourselves. If we're all here because of an accident, if we're all here because the cosmos had a couple of explosions and we just happened to show up today, I just don't see my life meaning that much in that case. If the world's an accident, then what do my decisions even matter? My decisions matter because I'm not here accidentally. I'm literally here for a specific reason of why I'm entered into this, this world, this earth by something far greater and far better than me. And what does that do for me that drives me and motivates me to be something for someone just like he always was for me. Appreciate you guys listening today. It's a great topic. It's something that probably if we were all sitting in a, in a, in a bar turning water into wine, I don't know if that'd be, <laughs> that'd be funny, right? We would have some fabulous conversations and some of my best conversations I've ever had in my life were with atheists, agnostics, Christians. Like we all have our ideas. Sometimes we're not that far away. We just have our viewpoints. And sometimes it's, if you can do it in a healthy way, have those conversations. It can be really eye opening and really, uh, life-changing. So thank you very much. Please, please, please keep helping me organically grow this show as I, as I just believe in the depths of my heart that there's something in it for everyone. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Let's keep the conversation going. You can reach out on Ben's website, www.benkeatshow.com or on social media to chat. And please remember to subscribe so that you never miss an episode.